Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Star Trek, the original series, season 1, episode 26, it's called Errand of Mercy, full spoilers for the episode as always. So this is pretty notable because this is, this is the first Klingon encounter. Yeah. Like, I was I was I was racking my brains. I was like, have we seen the Klingons yet? I don't think we have, especially since when we did because it, they, we see their ships at first. And we we don't really see them for a while until maybe like a third of the way through the episode, and then you know, Kor, the main Klingon, walks through the doors. Like, oh, this feels awkward. This this Klingon makeup effect is not aged well. Oh dear, it has not. It's it's basically just some grease paint. Yeah, uh, and then you've got the. I mean, because obviously later on, what the Klingons became, they have a very distinct look, and they look like Klingons, they look like a good design, whereas here it's a bit of paint, and basically some really, like, cheap-looking, like, kind of racist Asian, like, facial hair. So yeah. That, not quite Fu Manchu kind of thing, but that in that ballpark, where it's the thin sort of moustache with a design, mm. goatee, and... Uh, so obviously Klingons, you know, once we got to Next Gen, and Possibly the movies. I can't remember where that sort of the, the you know the design that I think of as a Klingon kind of yeah. first appeared, but uh, certainly not uh, not here. This this was not, the not, not this. Yeah, I mean you can see where it kind of evolved from from this. So you can, yeah, I mean the color schemes there at least. Color schemes there. The the, the sash you know, with the outfit. Like, yeah, you know, there's the elements of it there, but clearly this was the the prototype before we got to the the good designs of Klingons, but. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that the the story and the introduction of the Klingons as a race as a race as a as an opposing force uh, isn't important or interesting or potentially exciting. In fact, I, I was surprised. I'd completely forgot. Obviously, I'd seen this before a long time ago, but I'd forgotten that even from this very first encounter, they set you know they plant the seed that oh you won't always be fighting down the line you'll be allies. Yeah, and I thought that was very interesting. Oh, that's actually something they planted right from the start of their appearances. Like eventually, yeah, like you know, it set the the scene for Worf being on the crew on Next Gen. Like it set the all that kind of stuff up just from that. Well, it's set up. You know what I mean? Like they took inspiration from that. Yeah, it it gave the the possibility of it right from here. Yeah, so so that's that's pretty cool. Uh, the episode itself, obviously, they're on the brink of war. They seem they basically just start a war. They declare it and. They they, they they suspect that the Klingons are going to this planet Organia. Uh, Kirk and Spock go down. Very quickly, Klingons show up. The ship has to go away because he, he tells Kirk Sulu, like if, if anything goes on, your priority is to get that ship out of Dodge. Get get out of harm's way, come back with a fleet, come back with an army, and deal with it that way. Uh, and you have this unique planet where the Organians are very like pacifist to the extreme degree. <laughs> Where even when there's an army coming in and trying to like basically take over, they just sit there and go, "Oh, we do not want to cause any violence. You'll get you'll get no trouble from us." Yeah, and that's that's kind of kind of their attitude. Uh, and it, kind of early on, you you kind of suspecting, all right, whatever the message of this episode is going to be, it's going to come from their viewpoint, <laughs> and like how that intersects with the, the the two sides almost going to war. Well, that's it, because it's, it's like you say, you've got the two sides, and they're kind of the, the impartial outsider, so clearly the message would come from them. Yeah. Uh, and, and obviously, the Klingons are portrayed as being the more savage, more angry of them. They're very, very proud of their military, and that kind of... That, that, 
just that kind of mindset, the way they are, the, the way Kor talks. Like, even at the end, when everything calms down and they, they realise they're not going to fight, he's like, well, that's a shame. That would have been a glorious war. Like, you know, he sees the honour in the battle and the honour of a good, of yeah. a good war. Uh, but of course, the the Organians make them send a peace treaty because they, of course, turn out to be highly advanced, highly advanced race to the point where they've evolved beyond like regular physical, physical matter. Form, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they they basically stop them from fighting and make them send the Organian peace treaty. So yeah, uh, that's kind of where it goes. A lot of the episode itself is uh, Kirk and Spock uh, pretending to not be them so they're not caught by the Klingon army, and then if they find out that it's them. And they're in prison for a bit. Kirk's questioned, and then they break out. Oh, they don't break out. The Organians get them out because they don't want to see any violence, regardless of who it is. So they, they yeah. even though they kind of betrayed them earlier, they, they then break them out later to stop them from getting killed. And then they they sort of storm the you know the storm Kor's base where we sort of uh, operate. Yeah, his, his headquarters. And uh, that's where we get the final confrontation, and that's kind of that's kind of the whole episode. It's. Uh, I don't think it's an amazing episode because it is kind of limited by a few factors. One, the Klingon designs are, as we said, are a bit rough. Uh, two, I do think there's this weird sense of scale that's missing. Uh, like they're constantly talking about killing two hundred Organians. They get round up another two hundred, and I yeah, feel like but we never see anyone other than like the main. What there's maybe six people in a room. We see a few extras outside, but it feels like a small village. It never feels like there's a, a world. Yeah, and we're told like obviously before the the twist comes later on, it's like oh this 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 almost primitive world. It's you know it's it's on its path to society, but it's not really there yet. Mm. So it feels like you say small gatherings, villages, not big cities or anything like that. And yeah, and arguably because it turns out to be kind of an illusion, like it's it's all kind of fake for show, so that anyone who lands there can comprehend where they are. It's just for them to have a reference point. So you could argue that maybe because of that, that, that kind of gets away with it. But it's also just a case of it's the 60s, we've got a budget, and this is as much as we could show. I mean, that's yeah. the real reason for it. Uh, but it, it was just, it was when course I like, round up another 200, and I'm like, oh, is there, is there that many people? Okay. <laughs> like, it just, I, I never yeah. got that sense of scale. So that, that was kind of, and yeah. I, I do think there's a lot of, some of the debates between Kirk and Kor are actually really good. It's, it's, it's the, the ideologies, and it's the fact that, like, Kirk gets to the point where, he is almost thirsty for war, and he actually catches himself at one point uh, when he when he realizes that how thirsty he is for this fight. Yeah, it's the whole thing is showing that they are like the two sides of the same coin. Like they are both very similar. They they have different ideologies, but they're both quite similar in terms of their nature, in terms of their pride, in terms of their you know the reason why they're fighting over territories is because they both see it as as theirs. Yeah, kind of idea, and yeah, so it sets up a lot of ideological things, and I think the messaging is strong in that sense. It's almost, it's almost this idea of like, oh, the kids are fighting, so so a parent steps in and breaks up and says, no, no, is basically yeah. what happens. Uh, and like you know, Kirk's trying to argue like, but do we not have the right to settle our own disputes to do our own things? Like, yeah, that'll get millions of people killed. Is it not better if someone with a higher power steps in and just says no peace yeah, now <laughs> exactly and again still relevant today this idea of having a, an intermediary in like okay it, now it's you know inter country relationships mm. obviously here it's portrayed as you know the different galactic federations ah, and, different you know. species different yeah but it's still a, a topic that's relevant, you know, today, right now. Uh, I mean, you have the U.S. acting as peace brokers in certain countries as we speak. 
Yeah. Um, no, I, I, th- I think that works well, but and it's like, is this right? Is it wrong? But ultimately, he's like, yeah, but this avoids millions of deaths, and it's like, yeah, he's kind of got a point. Like, it reminds me a little bit of a speech that uh, the Doctor made in Doctor Who uh, last season. I think it was. Maybe it was two seasons yeah, ago. Yeah, the, the, the Zygon one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About how it always ends at a table with deciding on peace, but let's just skip all the murder and just go straight to that part. Yeah. Uh, it kind of reminds me of that, where it's like, yeah, let's just skip all that. Uh, and there is kind of this hopeful thing at the end where he does say, like, yeah, eventually you will be allies, and they're like, Pfft, well, I've been allies with him. He smells. Uh. He's a little worse. Yeah. Uh, he's got. He's, well, he doesn't actually have these ridges yet, but he will be. In the future, they're going to have these ridges in their head and look stupid, look dumb. Look dumb uh, I, wonder, I wonder if there's like a, a in-universe plot reason for why they're, they're different, or if they ever address it. I don't think there will be. I, th- I feel like it'll just be they redesigned it and they'll just pretend that was. Always I mean, there. That, that's it. It might be a case of that, but I'm just wondering if they try and write in a reason, which I think is something that you see from fairly often. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll see. It's like I say, I've never, I've, I've seen one season of Next Gen, uh, and Worf was on Deep Space Nine as well. So I, I see as getting a lot of Klingon mythology yeah. and exploration through those two shows quite happily. Uh, and I'm looking forward to that. Actually, I'm looking forward to expanding. Yeah, it'd be nice when we we finally get there. Because I'm not sure how much more the Klingons actually appear in in the original series. Yeah, I'm not sure. I could see them. I I, I imagine a a handful of times, just so that, you know, when they go to the point where, you know, they get into these other shows and they're drawing right Klingons, you know, if it was just one or two appearances, why pick them? Unless there was a handful already. I mean, you you say that, but then look at, look at, can look at Space Seed, one, one appearance, and <laughs> that is true. Let's base a movie around him. <laughs> so, there's a precedence for it only being a one time appearance. There, there like, is, there is, and seeing potential and going, No, that's that, let's use that. Uh, but obviously, I mean, we might see them in th- you know two episodes into season two and be like, Okay, okay, right, they had them a few times and they we got that idea. So, no, uh, so no, I, I think I think it's a as, a, as an entertaining episode, it's a little bit clunky because it is just Kirk and Spock. They feel very cut off from everyone else uh, and it does feel like it goes around in circles a little bit with them debating with the Organians about not interfering to the point where like, and sometimes it gets interesting where Kirk's kind of like, are you mad? You know, you, know, you can protect yourselves, block the stuff, come on, we can do yeah. this. And uh, But it does go in circles a little bit. It does feel like it kind of spins its wheels to a point. It does. So, it does. I think ultimately it's kind of a Obviously, we're interested Klingons. We have some good messaging, some good exploration of uh, some stuff. But as an entertaining episode, it does feel—I mean, we've said this about a few episodes—but it does feel like this could have one could have easily cut ten minutes, and it would have lost nothing of of worth. Yeah, that's uh, true. And I, I, and I, I don't even mean like uh, speed up the pacing necessarily. Like keep keep the pacing of the scenes that you keep the same. Just just chop complete scenes. Yeah, almost. there is legitimately like stuff you could just cut out of this and. Yeah, cut it down to about forty minutes instead of the fifty. But yeah, yeah. We does have one of my favorite favorite lines of the episode though is uh, when Kirk has his "Damn it, I'm a doctor" moment. Oh yeah, yeah I noticed that. Is Where he, he says, he, uh, "Damn it, I'm, I'm a soldier, not a diplomat." Yeah, he doesn't say "damn it" though. That, yeah, would, that would have completed it because it would have been the actual like Bones line. But it was it was clearly like he's been spending too much time yeah. around him. He's just picked it up without realizing. What I thought was funny about that, though, is that I've always... And maybe this is more of a a, a Picard thing, but I, I've always thought of Starship Captains as kind of diplomats as well. 
in in Star Trek. Yeah, and I think Kirk has shown himself to be a diplomat multiple maybe, times already. And maybe that shows though that he, even he, like, because he feels like the, the Klingons have started this war, even his own bloodlust is getting in the way of like thinking like he should be and like what he normally would act. Yeah, maybe he's like, no, I need to be a soldier here rather than diplomat, even though normally he is. Because there's that moment with uh, when they're still pretending that they're just you know part of the planet, and Kirk bumps into a, a Klingon and he's about to go and like. Spock holds him back. He's like, oh, did you actually believe I was going to pound his head? And he's like, I thought it was a possibility. Yeah, you were right. <laughs> and he's like, oh, all right, okay. Yeah. Kirk's clearly in a bit of a mood. He, you know, he yeah. may try something. Yeah, I, I did have a little bit of a problem with the ending as well. Where mm-hmm. so they're back on the ship and they're going, oh, we always think of ourselves as the most powerful beings, but now we see this and it's clear we're not. And I'm like. Yeah, did the last twenty five episodes not give you a clue? Yeah, about we, that? we we've had like three or four episodes where some it's just being, pure straight up gods. Yeah, it's it's been a few times, and I know these were shot in a different order, but I, it wasn't that different. It wasn't that out of order that this was early. I don't think. No, I don't. There's no way this was before at least one or two of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe that's just a, that. Maybe like ties into the fact that these older shows. As much as we've, we've kind of praised that there has been some development with uh, Kirk, Spock and McCoy and they've had some growth, it does show that maybe in some extent there was still this... Uh, that each episode has to work on its own for people on... Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, just, like it, was a, it was just a little irritating that it, it kind of just disregarded all the previous events entirely. I'll tell you what I thought was weird. Uh, how they showed us the first Klingons, because... I mean, Kor's early on, like, when he comes through the door and that's, like, a proper entrance and that feels like a yeah. big moment. But before that, like, when it cuts, it's basically after what would have been an ad break, where it just cuts back down to the planet and Kirk's explaining, oh, now the Klingons have occupied Organia. And we just see this, like, group of Klingons walking around. And because it's, because, obviously, Kor's had a lot more effort put into his makeup and stuff because he's the leader. And some of these extras, you know, they're just painted, basically. And this, the first shot of Klingons we get are a group of the, just these really crappy extras walking past the camera as if it's nothing. At a glance, you probably wouldn't even realise that they're supposed to be a different race unless you're told. Yeah, well, yeah, you're told over the... Just yeah, cause, yeah, just cause, Just for the fact that they're in uniform and he's like, oh, they've occupied the city now. And it's like, all right, okay. It's, if that's... you just glanced at them, you, you might not realise. Yeah, you'd be like, why are they wearing paint? Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, it, the, the, the 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 makeup's kind of awkward because it's it's a it's a really weird color as well where it's like is is this almost racially kind of insensitive the color they've chosen it's kind of this weird in between yeah. skin tones kind of thing it's I don't know there's nothing it's just uncomfortable it is it is we, we, you know glad they saw it out yeah I'm glad, I'm glad it became more of an actual alien design later yeah. uh, so. But no, I mean it was an okay episode. Though. There was definitely stuff to like in this one. It, it just wasn't. You 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 would almost think you know, given how big Klingons became, that like, going back to their first like big appearance, like oh, you'd expect that was one of the classic. That was like Space Seed, where it was the start of like a special yeah. thing. And it's like no, no, there's some good ideas in there, but clearly it was a work in progress. That's it. I do really like the way it sets up the the relationship between the two of them, though. I think that's the key thing to take away from the episode. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, and I wonder is it another godlike power almost because uh, I mean even Kirk compares them at the end or as a Spock who says uh, you know even gods didn't just appear overnight like something yeah. grew to become a god and I'm like right, so is, is this another godlike being we're, we're never going to mention again <laughs> like how many we're racking them up well, that's it. even in this episode they disregard the other godlike beings 
It's like, uh, okay. I, I will praise so hard if, like, you know, season four of Voyager, like, references one of these god beings. We're never going to remember it. Like, we're going to have to look up trivia to remember, because we're not going to remember these one-off characters from the, this season. When we're, no chance. You know, eight seasons... I'll be further than that for season four of Voyager, but like, you know, that'll be so far in the distance. Yeah, but it'll be it's a long time away yet. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to know we're nearly at the end of the first season, though. Yeah, we, well, you know, a few episodes left. Three or four left, I think. Yeah, three. Yeah, that was twenty-six. Yeah. Yeah. So we got three left, and then we're at season two. You know, I'm really looking forward to working through next gen. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, as much as I'm enjoying TOS, I've seen the, the good TOS before. I mean, I've not seen season three before. But everything I've heard is that that's going to be a, a rough patch. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so so we'll see. But uh, I am looking forward to getting to Next Gen and getting to that, that meet. Because I know Next Gen and Deep Space Nine are widely considered kind of favourites amongst yeah. fans. So uh, Deep Space Nine as well, because Deep Space Nine is a completely different kind of setup because it's a space station. Yeah, so it's not travelling around. It's, yeah. just, it's just changes it entirely, doesn't it? Yeah, so I think that one's more serialised as a result. Especially later seasons, mm, okay. Uh, so I'm curious to see how that that shapes it's up. More, it's more of a conventional show, I guess, in that sense, where you know you have a a key location, you stay there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but to be fair, I mean, arguably Star Trek's kind of, because they're always on the ship. Yeah, I mean, they sure they have some locations, but so much of it's on that bridge that it kind of feels uh, like. Anyway. Yeah, I just mean the sense that you know you're yeah. going to all these planets each time, and it's like okay, so that's this episode is on that one, whereas on yeah. that everything's in the one place. Yeah. Well, I guess it's who's visiting the station is maybe more yeah. of the, what yeah. separates the episodes. Uh, but anyway, we're off into a tangent about this first time. So I, that's, that is this week's Star Trek. Uh, let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments below. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Helps us out a lot. Get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fudge for channel updates. Uh, if you head over to patreon.com slash mailfuzztv, you can see some of the, the bonuses that are on offer over there. If you want to support the channel, uh, help out and keep us doing what we do. Uh, obviously, one of the perks is you get these Star Trek episode reviews a week early. So if you're watching this on the YouTubes on public, you the, the next one's already up on Patreon. So, uh, fun stuff. So, uh, check out that. And that is us. So, thank you very much again once for watching. I said that sentence in the wrong order. That was a weird, yeah. weird phrase of time. It's getting late, people. Uh, thank you very much for watching. Once again, that is us. Keep watching TV. We'll see you next time.